it was occurring to me in a conversation that people tend to look for models to emulate when it comes to communication skills. So I thought it might be an interesting journey to figure out who are three good, famous public speakers that you could possibly learn a lot from. Now, this isn't by no means a scientific list. And uh, you may find yourself agreeing with some and disagreeing with others. You can always let us know, uh, culturespeak.com. And at the same time, I think we might learn something. So we'll dive right in and pick the first speaker of some repute that's out there that you can watch speeches on uh, online. Let's pick one that you haven't perhaps guessed. Warren Buffett. Are you surprised? Even I didn't really think for the longest time that Warren Buffett, um, for those who don't know, Warren Buffett is a highly successful, highly respected, long-term financial expert, investor, entrepreneur, so many things uh, to describe this person. One of the most influential and certainly most well-off uh, people in the world, uh, certainly in America. Fun side note, and everybody mentions this about Mr. Buffett when his name comes up, is it's amazing how he continues to live in, a, in, in the home he bought many, many years ago. I believe it's out in uh, Omaha, in uh, Nebraska. And it's a, it's a good home, but you would never imagine that that's where a billionaire lives. Certainly if you Google, you know, the mansions, the 10, 20, 50, $50 million mansions, with fountains and the like that modern celebrity millionaires seem to be buying. So but that's not what you came to this podcast for, to talk about his frugality and humility. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is Warren Buffett's communication style. So, okay, let's pick out three things, and you can go ahead uh, whenever you like, hopefully after listening to the show, uh, to your YouTube channel, uh, to your YouTube app and uh, just type in his name and, and watch a couple clips. Here's here's a, here's three things that I'd like you to look for. The first thing I want you to look for is, because most of the clips you're going to find is an interview or panel discussion format. So there's a moderator and Warren Buffett is responding to the questions. The first thing I want you to look at is how long are Warren's answers. For a highly knowledgeable, highly intelligent person, he gives very brief and yet very friendly answers. It's a quite a remarkable balance to find because either people of his mental caliber are so long-winded that each answer might take 10 minutes or uh, they're brief to the point of being perfunctory, where you didn't really learn anything, right? So think about the way Warren Buffett answers. Like, I don't, I, I don't even have to look it up. I remember him answering a question about what 
young investors can learn um, and do to become what he has become today? And he's been asked that question so many different types, uh, times and in so many different words uh, or, or different, uh, you know, uh, different angles of asking the same question. If you're a young person, you invest in today, what would you learn? He always talks about it from the personal. And that, I think, is one of the most powerful things you can do as a public speaker. Find a way to make it personal. And he always talks about that in a story format. So, for example, he, and this is public knowledge, so it's not some insider investment information. He's a big investor in Coca-Cola and has been for a very long time. And I think the story goes uh, something like this, that he, you know, uh, was very young and did not come from money. So he had to do a lot of different kinds of jobs. And among them was, you know, selling Coca-Cola as for very little money, minimum wage probably. And he really liked the product. And he saw probably a lot of people buying it repetitively. Uh, the company was well liked. The brand grew and still is one of the most powerful global brands uh, today. And he found a way to say that you have to like the company. You have to like what they do. You have to, you have to see and understand their business model. He said it should make sense and it should be simple. And so from a communication standpoint, let's just recap. What is it that Warren Buffett stands out for? Short, simple stories, personalizing his answer to himself, to the person in the audience. It's never abstracted, right? Which uh, many people fall prey to that, to sound intelligent. Keep it simple. Keep it personal. Tell a story about it. Show you how your journey taught you something. And then in a very humble way, this is the best part of the whole thing. He'll always say, anybody can do it. He'll always say that anybody can do it. Now, that's not true. Not anybody can do it. But for him to say that is very powerful and it's very encouraging. And of course, he'll, you know, be the first person to say, be very careful. You could lose a lot of money. And that's why his, one of his favorite uh, bits of advice is rule number, rule number one, don't uh, lose money. And rule number two, don't forget rule number one. And so uh, to encapsulate once again, what, what is why I like Warren Buffett's speaking style. He's not the most, most captivating speaker. But simplicity, storytelling, keeping it personal and personable, and giving advice. Everybody likes a public speaker that has some great nugget of advice at the end. And it makes it very YouTube friendly. So go ahead and enjoy those clips if you'd like. Let me give you a second speaker. Uh, one that perhaps has a little bit more claim as a, as a public speaker. But oddly enough has changed dramatically uh, or had changed since he's no more. Uh, Steve Jobs, founder of Apple. And uh, he remarkably, if you look at uh, Steve Jobs' speech videos in his later years, when he's gray-haired with a beard, uh, post-iPhone especially, he's very dour and he's very serious. And 
very, you know, capt- captivating and charismatic. And he has this flowing hand gestures and this piercing eye contact and steely gaze and all the things that were portrayed in at least one of the movies that was made about him. But it's not that, that incarnation of Steve Jobs that I, that I suggest you emulate. No. I would say instead, look for some of the older videos where he still has uh, a brown, brownish, blackish hair and he's younger, perhaps even without beard. And uh, perhaps we're talking about the 90s. And uh, he's a very different speaker at that time. He smiles, which is a, a very, I think, underrated quality of good public speaking, appearing friendly. And he's able to take pauses. There's a very good video I saw recently where he takes his time. He gets a question. I think it was some uh, college, uh, Ivy League college that he was at. He was giving a speech at uh, in a classroom. And a student asked, what's like your biggest life lesson? Now, the lesson for the minute escapes me. But what was really interesting was in a four or five minute video, I think he, st- he stood there and was thinking for a good 20, 30 seconds. And because of the, you know, credibility that he brings, no one feels at all lacking in patience. In fact, it's building anticipation. The power of that long pause was, was palpable. And so what else do I want to point out about that? So we've got the charisma without the overly serious tone and over, overly serious face, the friendliness without giving away one's gravitas and firmness of, of stance and pose and eye contact with the audience. The use of the pause. And there's this other video where he's talking and he's talking about uh, the company Toyota and he's talking about how they never in their marketing used the word quality and yet that's exactly what they're known for right and that i thought was such an important thing for him to say because it showed insight right into how marketing branding and vision work and that's i think another thing we could all learn from both these people both buffett and and jobs that so much of the power of public speaking is saying something that literally uh, no one else in the room, at least, or in your social group may have thought of, right? And so to be a good public speaker, this is something that no one uh, really gives much time to. You have to be an amazing thinker too, and sit and, and wrestle with ideas and thoughts and challenges and problems and try to solve them in a way that is engaging. And uh, so I think what, what these two very different figures, um, and there's one more I'll mention in just a minute, they, they represent a, a, a sort of body of work and accomplishment that, that truly, uh, I think, communicates a, an entire mindset of their own. Uh, which is humble, well-informed, far-sighted, and yet 
very, very solid. So, what could I possibly suggest for a third great public speaker? And again, because we're trying to keep it to uh, people that are somewhat in the limelight, at least. So, I think a third one that I'd like to pick is another person that maybe you wouldn't think of right away. If you've ever seen the YouTube channel, um, the actor studio, I think that's the, that's the term. That's the, that's the name of it. Um, there was, uh, for a long time, I don't know. I, I, I think he may have passed away since, uh, the host of that was James Lipton. James Lipton, what I really enjoyed about that person, he stuck to a certain tone, kind of the tone that I am emulating right now. He didn't vary his tone very much. He was an accomplished actor all, all of his own. He was teaching acting, hence the name of the channel, uh, to a very accomplished uh, student body and would interview people. And he had a certain series of questions that he had adapted from a very successful model. But it's not really the questions because we're not talking today about interviewing. It was the power of two or three things that he did very carefully because he's able to look at the audience, at his nose, and at his guest. He's able to move his eye contact. If you ever, if you ever watch the videos again, and it's worth uh, watching multiple episodes of that channel, it's quite a remarkable body of work. He's going through similar questions in each interview. And yet he always manages to personalize it to the guest in question. Look at the way he introduces the guest. He also is able to do one other thing, which is express emotion in his voice and affection in his voice without major changes in tone. That I find to be a remarkable quality. You know that he genuinely likes and cares about the person sitting next to him or the people in the audience in the bleachers. And I think the way he does it is by connecting to the material and to the pursuit of great acting, right? And all the people he's interviewing are people who are accomplished actors who've, you know, had hit shows and hit movies and, uh, and plays or, or, or as, or, or what have you. And I think the intention and the sincere emotion he's able to bring forth makes it very easy for him. If you look in his eyes sometimes in those videos, you, you cannot help but be moved because he himself is so sincere and focused and mindful and present in the activity that there is no other way to engage in that but to feel his exact emotion and be one with that moment. And that is such a powerful, very rare quality. So definitely uh, a very different reason for liking his speaking ability. I think 
we talk so much about tone and we talk so much about scripting and writing and so on, we very rarely think about bringing the whole person, all the emotion and all the sincerity into the activity of speaking. And by doing so, we're able to do so much more than just talk. So hopefully this was a fun little journey. So the three people, of course, I mentioned, uh, Warren Buffett, Steve Jobs, and James Lipton of the Actor Studio. Um, remarkable bunch of people. And there's so many more, of course. This is by no means an all-time ranking. And I'm sure I'll be able to pick others uh, in weeks to come, uh, depending on your feedback. But this seems very complete for now. So I wish you have a great rest of your week, everybody.